This Sam Mays Podcast Roadshow is brought to you by Pettit Insurance in Norman. Remember, you're always in good hands with Allstate. On the Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass. And and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today we've got Mr. Wes Sims, former Oklahoma All-American. Happy to be here. Matt Largent, former Marine drill sergeant and now VP of City National Bank. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And Ruben Torian, which I should I feel like I should give Wes the ability to announce Ruben here. Ruben is longtime friend and cohort. Yeah, Ruben was, uh, oh, he was the influencer before influencing was cool. Before social media, (laughs) he is the original influencer. So, like, the OG influencer. The OG of influencers. He is getting deep in here. The connector. Shit, it's early, too. And uh, on the phone lines joining us is a a longtime friend of mine and a (laughs) colleague of mine, Mr. Brandon Rush. Brandon did uh, Sports Talk Radio here in Oklahoma City a while back. Now he lives in a great state of Kentucky and has gotten into the realm of gambling. Mr. Rush, how are you, sir? What have you been up to? I, I honestly feel a little bit uh, underprepared because, I mean, I got some legends on the phone here with me, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> Brandon is one of the uh, the men that I am most jealous of as far as the voice is concerned. He's talking about legend. Uh, Brandon's voice is iconic. Uh, in my opinion, but man, we're happy to hear from you. And you know, it's Super Bowl week. And the thing that sucks about it is COVID still here and impacting it. And you know, this is typically the day that we're looking at the television, and there's you know just a circus around media day, and people are just everywhere. Right. And now we're talking about all the fun stuff that goes on this week, and it's just kind of been a little bit dull. Uh, but uh, the the betting is still happening, the gambling is still being talked about, and I'm curious, you know, you know, for those first time Super Bowl betters or people that are just looking at this week to maybe capitalize on some things, uh, what do you think? You know, honestly, when the when the lines first came out for the Super Bowl, and it was it was out that the Chiefs were installed as a three point favorite uh, even before the uh, the game had gone final, um, I, I immediately was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to bet the over blindly. I don't even care what the number is. These two offenses are too good. And then the number came out, and I almost peed myself a little bit because it, it was so high that I wasn't ready. Uh, the uh, it, It's actually the second highest total ever for a Super Bowl. And if you look at all the trends and stuff like that, it will uh, the numbers really don't, I think, lean to something that's going to play to the over, considering four of the five highest totals of all time in Super Bowl history have gone under the total. There's other things that are out there that make you say, Maybe this doesn't go over, but uh, yeah, this is a week that uh, a lot of people look forward to. There's more money bet on the Super Bowl than any other event in, in the world. It's pretty wild. I, I, you know, as far as uh, the game in itself, you know, if we're just going to look at an X and O standpoint, you kind of get the hype around it, right? So, you know, I, I, don't, I look at the Tom, oh, Bra- yeah, I look at Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers and think to myself, I don't know that they've actually 
played their best brand of football yet this year. I, I really don't. I think even in this last championship game, you saw them hit a high point in the first half, and they kind of fell apart in a little bit of the second half due to you know, some drop balls and maybe a little bit of lost confidence. Like I still don't know that I've seen them play their best brand of, of football. And then on the flip side, you know, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes look like they're getting ready to set this NFL world on fire, and that's saying a lot considering we just ended the Tom Brady temp in, in New England you know, d- dynasty. And now we're, ta- we're already looking towards the next decade like, holy crap, this kid could be, you know, the, the future. So the game, like the, the narrative, the stories around the game make it bigger than life. I still have a hard time, though, looking at it any other way that Kansas City is going to win and win in a, re- in a pretty, yeah. you know, realistic way. Like, I don't think it's going to be really left up to the conversation, but my heart is like, heck, yeah, this is a great football story. It's, it's the greatest story ever. I mean, you got Tom Brady. It's his 10th Super Bowl. He's finally playing at home. I mean, he's the only guy that's played so long. He played a team two times in the Super Bowl when they were from two different cities. The Rams. Right. I mean, who else does that? That's crazy. I mean, shit like that. I mean, this is – I mean, it's setting up to be his last one, but, it, I mean, it doesn't look like – it looks like he can still go. Is it? Exactly. Is it, though? I mean, I think we can. Did we lose him? We lost him. Oh. I mean, he's still connected. Oh, oh. He was about to go, too. It Man was. down. He was about to lay down. Yeah, yeah. I was, was all bringing it. It was intense. <laughs> Let's see if we can reconnect with Brandon. Hello. There you are. You were getting ready to light uh, us on fire. Bring, yes. bring us back in. Well, I was going to say, is it, though? Is this the last time we've seen we're going to see Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? We thought two years ago that he was done for. His arm was practically falling off, you would think, with some of the passes he was throwing. And since then, he's been in two Super Bowls. You know, the thing that I love about this is Tom Brady has, you know, when you think of his career, right? I mean, what else could he possibly do? And I think he did this year the only thing that he could do. And, and it's steal a little bit of his own personal legacy back from Bill Belichick. Right, I mean, I would. I know football, and I know the difference between college football he and the NFL. Out. You know, Check. like it's this. It. This is about coaching, right? This is about coaching, and Belichick is arguably the greatest coach in NFL history. And Tom Brady is a six-round draft pick from Michigan. And I think what he did with this season for me is say, I'm not just a six-round draft pick from Michigan. I did play a huge role in in the success that we had in New England. Look what I've done with this Tampa Bay team, who doesn't know the Belichick way. All they know is a Tom Brady way. And it got him to the big game. Like, that's cool, right? Like, that's a cool story, even though he can be such a douche. Like, you want to cheer him on, right? Yeah. I'd be I mean, it's hard pumped. to want to cheer for a guy that's married two supermodels. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that guy has that's never a- done anything wrong, ever, on or off the field. That's, that's in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to cheer against him. Right. It's hard. Can't do it. I mean, even for a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who – is about as likable, big kid, wants to just go play football, yeah. goofy hair, ketchup on his steak. Excited like for just him. As, you And know. I'm like, man, I, I just think I have this feeling Tom's going to sneak one in on him. It seems like one of those Super Bowls that's setting up to do the exact opposite. It's going to be like 24-17. Like, Brandon, but this is the perfect example of a game that gets people's heartstrings tugging and when people lose a ton of money, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and you you see a lot of people already kind of buying into the Kansas City. I, I can't even really say hype because it's deserved. 
but 58% of the money right now is on Kansas City to win the game. Right. 74% of the money right now is on the, the total to go over. So, yeah, if you, if you are, you know, everyone's buying up the storylines and buying up, you know, hey, the, the, the passing of the torch here from one goat to the next goat. And then, yeah, you're right. This could really open the door for, you know, uh, a typical Tom Brady type win to win a game 26 to 22. And then everyone's sitting there happy that Tom Brady won again, but not even caring that they lost their best. I'm I'm curious to know what, you know, like wh- what do people truly want to see? Like, the, the, you know, everybody's mind is telling them Kansas City wants to get to, get it done. Has Tom Brady been here long enough to become the enemy? You know, are we are we just sick of Tom Brady to the point that we don't want to see him win as a nation, or is a 43 year old Tom Brady doing what we would have said was impossible a decade ago? Maybe what people need to see, you know, coming out of 2020, coming. It's like the cir- the story has came full circle just within the season. Like right. they started there and they started off awesome and it's like, oh, great, here we go. And then they kind of died off and then they fought back. And, I mean, just through the playoffs, they haven't played a single game at home. Right. And they've gone out and been against the odds the majority of the time. And now they randomly get the Super Bowl at home. I mean, right. it's kind of fun. A lot of fun storylines, but. I, I will say that if it was Tom Brady and the Patriots, everybody in the in the free world would be rooting against them. But because it's Agreed. Tom Brady 100%. away from Bill Belichick, that that doors maybe open a little bit more to to welcome Tom Brady into your heart. What has Bruce Arians got up his sleeve to help his offense match Kansas City's production offensively? Because the the, the biggest issue I have with this is Tyreek Hill and. Guys, we, we all watch it. Oh my god, I got fast. fast. Like, I, there's no, there is no scheme for that. Like, there's no scheme. Like, you don't have a guy. If you don't have a guy on your team, that's when you that break. can react yeah. and run with him. Let's, there is no schematic fix to that. Levante that's that's almost two defenders yes. every time. You've got right. to have a corner on him and a safety over top every, every, every time. single time. So if you don't have that, how do you, now the goal is switches to I've got to score as much as they're going to score. Like, I feel like this is very Baker Mayfield Rose Bowl against Georgia. Like, you have to score every single time, and you just wonder if with two weeks and Tom Brady, from a preparation standpoint, should we give him more credit in their ability to have an impact academically, right, from a schematic standpoint? I mean, because it's not like this dude hasn't been here before, right? right? I mean, he knows how to prepare for a Super Bowl. Two weeks is a long time, you know, to get yourself a plan that maybe they're just not ready for. And guess what? Belichick is not on the other sidelines, right? He's not. I mean, Andy Reid is, and that's a hell of a coach, but it's not like he's a defensive genius. Yeah. He's and and, and Kansas City's been good. Anybody. Right. It's his 10th time to do this. Listen shit. to myself trying to talk myself into this. <laughs> Why am I doing that? Yeah. It's <laughs> Ugh, It's ridiculous. Well, you, you asked what, what he has up his sleeve. Right. Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, may be that ace up the sleeve. I think he's a guy who has played the, 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 the position of quarterback in the NFL, obviously never made a, made a Super Bowl or anything like to that point. But I feel as if that maybe he can help diagnose, and I feel as if he's kind of been the, the bridge between Arians and Tom Brady to kind of say, hey, you each have good ideas, you each have perks and play calling that we can maybe you know put into a bowl and pour it out and see what happens. I, I kind of think that his, his ability to open up the, the the Bruce Arians uh, playbook and, and lessen his grip on on the play calling maybe has helped Tom Brady and if that's an ace then that's a heck of an ace to have on your side. 
I'm kind of curious to know, you know, like the, the, the whole Texas thing that they're doing now, this all gas, no brakes thing, I think is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me on why that would be a good thing, Texas, but we'll go with it. Arian's still pretty much the embodiment of that, of that in the NFL, right? Like, that dude, you, I mean, there is no holding it back. Yeah, right. Like, he's, he's going to put his foot on the gas, and he's going to put his foot through the floor, and he's going to go hauling ass through a Super Bowl, and whether he wins it or not, he's going to make sure he goes as hard and aggressive as he possibly can. He's going to try. Yeah. Right, I mean, that's, that's just where he's at. So he, that definitely adds a, a weird, you know, aspect that we couldn't necessarily prepare for. I'm, I'm excited to see Bruce back back around the Super Bowl. I'm yeah. cu- and I'm curious to see what he what he does have under that fedora this weekend. What is wrong with you? Yeah. He's going to have some kind of silly hat. And he's going to have some tricks under it. <laughs> he's going to have Tom Brady pulling the trigger. Brent, is there a, I'm just going to... I want to watch him pull his hat. Like, what, what kind of tricks are we looking at here? Yeah, what are you, what, what are you expecting? Oh. He's got the magic play. It's going to happen. He's going to pull it literally the out of his hat. The of Puerto Rico is under that I hat, knew that's and where it's you were going. happening. <laughs> the Sunday, of Puerto Rico. we're going to see it. One of the all-time great play calls <laughs> in the history of Pee Wee football. <laughs> it's it's going to be Boise State versus Oklahoma. Uh, don't mention that. <laughs> Rufus, well, this is a Cajun restaurant. Uh, Brent, yeah. Rufus is around here somewhere. He'll just come popping out of a corner. <laughs> He's around. I still have. Yeah, I'm still scarred from that game. <laughs> Brandon, as some far as uh, fans right there, is that that is some Tampa Bay fans right there? Yeah. How funny is that? Like stroll out, like straight up hoodies. That looks like Leonard Fournette's little brother. <laughs> um, as far as in the analytics, Brandon, you know, in the, from the gambling aspect, like we're talking about heartstrings and you know what our football knowledge is telling us. What are the numbers saying about this game and where your where your money should go? I, as far as where it should go, that's that's a, a fantastic question. I, I am of the belief that this is going to be one of the more entertaining games to watch. So I don't really know if I'm going to put a whole heck of a lot on either the side or the total. I think the prop bets for the Super Bowl is one of the more fun ways oh, to yeah, really kind of get prop bets. in the game. I mean, I got uh, I got one that's right up our uh, right up our alley here, Sam. Okay, a fat man fat man touchdown. Yes or no? Oh, oh, what we can only hope. Uh, I'm going so, yes. Uh, now, yeah, so there's there's a lot of different uh, a lot of different props that are out there. Uh, the, the the fat man touchdown I have only seen offered in one place. That's on the uh, the DraftKings sportsbook, which you have to be in in a legal state that they operate. But any offensive lineman to score a touchdown is uh, yes, twenty to one. Twenty to one odds nice. for an offensive lineman to they, score. Okay. They, they also have an offensive or defensive lineman to score a touchdown. So that adds in a little bit, too, because then you could get, say, uh, a um, uh, Donovan Sue lined up as a fullback, right? right. Or you get a, uh, like a scoop and score on, uh, from a defensive lineman, stuff like that. That's an 8-1. to one. So anytime that I can bet on fat dude scoring, I'm in. Okay, yes. I love it. I love it. All right, yeah. so the fat dude scoring, 20-1 uh, to one odds, I'll take it. What else we got prop bet-wise? As far as prop bets go, I mean, there's always sort of a standard, you know, who's going to have anthem. more passing Yeah, yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those are more uh, more offshore. You're not going to find too many of those uh, oh. in actual sports books. Okay. Um, so if you're if you're if you're doing stuff on uh, yeah out of out of Costa Rica or the Bahamas or something like that, maybe. Uh, but you it, really what you're going to get with those are going to be like coin flips. Uh, but yeah, the, the Gatorade color being dumped on the uh, the winning coach. Um, that's always a, that's always an entertaining uh, Super Bowl prop bet as well. 
what does COVID do to the Gatorade bath this year? It's gonna you know, I was kind of hoping that we, you know, after getting the cheese at bowl and getting cheeses dumped on you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that we'd get a, a nice sponsor for the Super Bowl to where we could we could dump something other than Gatorade on the coach. But like, is that it wasn't the case. Tostitos yeah. or who is it? Yeah, Walt Disney because they're all going to Disneyland. Yeah, right? absolutely. Disneyland. Get dump some Disney stuff on. Them. Yeah, some some ears. How about we do the Bayou Bowl? We can do, have Brent drop some crab legs on our heads. Boom. Some uh, crawfish Fried on shrimp. our heads. Fried. Yeah, food. Yeah. Sign me up for the food. Bring gumbo. Yeah. yeah, gumbo would be the gumbo. Way to go. Oh, gumbo. Oh, gumbo. Oh, bath. A mouth yes. open dump. That's what we're absolutely. looking for. By the way, if, Fried if you are looking at. <laughs> Fried alligator balls. That would be that would be a fantastic. <laughs> yes. uh, the, uh, the the color of the liquid that is poured on the game winning coach, uh, red and orange are the two favorites of plus one sixty five. Oh, it's red, hundred uh, percent. Yellow. Both red. I'm going yellow. Yeah. I'm going yellow. Well, yeah. yellow about? would be plus three twenty. Oh, there you go. A lighter color, but I don't know, man. It's going to ruin the fedora. Otherwise. Is confetti an option? He, he's going to want the ride. I, I, I do not see a, a confetti okay. list. Uh, you know, look, it's 2021. All right, people are soft. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's, you, maybe the game yeah, is too much. Hand sanitizer. That's what I was thinking. Can we dump hand sanitizer right there? That's exactly what I was thinking. We're going to dump hand sanitizer and some vaccine. What about if it's Gatorade Zero or regular Gatorade? Is that a, is that a prop bet yet? I don't believe that that's listed anywhere. No, I don't even think they could tell. Thank God we're not to that point. Hey, side note, did y'all see Aaron Rodgers in the back of that uh, Body Ari's truck the other day with a case of beer just driving around Green Bay? Did you see the picture of that? <laughs> no. no I didn't either. Awesome. Brandon, I know you saw it on Twitter. Yeah, he, he, he's chilling in the back of like a – it looks like a like a Ford Ranger. Just yeah. hanging out like it's, like it's a oh, Saturday like in night the bed? Water, Bro, like, like, yes, yeah. like, yes. Like he is like done. With a, with like a, country road. With yes. A cardboard, yes. Yes. With a cardboard – Case of beer. Uh, but not even like know. fancy beer. It was Bud Light. Like, and he just yeah, ride around. Was, <laughs> what do you mean, not even fancy beer? What that is fancy do? beer. <laughs> what Why do is you he do, drinking so? light? Like, I'm sitting here trying to it's think. It's not Lost Lake. Like Minnesota's think, brew. I mean, it's. You know, the, the, Bucks and the, uh, the Bucks and the Chiefs are like, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. And you're thinking, man, imagine the teams that were just one game away. What are oh, they doing right. now? And then there's this picture hanging out in the back of a truck. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers in the back of a truck with a case of Bud Light. Yeah. Throwing them up and shooting you the empties with shotguns. Makes you wonder what happened to the guys that didn't make the playoff. Right. Right. They've been drinking the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> when bathhouses are coming to play. Falling out of the trucks at this point. Costa Rica. Outside of Dead Woman's Crossing. Yeah. Cabo comes into play. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow, Wes, you okay? Like, you perked up a lot. <laughs> well, that's fun there. Cabo? They got good things. They have all the good things in Cabo. Yeah, they have all, and like big people. Yeah. Right, I feel like. And if you want to do some fishing, you don't have to go 60 miles out at Cabo. It's like right there, one mile. You can still see everybody. That's nice. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right. It just got real. I've been on a lot of fishing trips where you got to go. The fishing is serious. Like yeah. drive overnight in a boat to get there. The problem is he runs out of beer before he yeah. gets to the fish. We're on uh, and then, oh, then we it's, it's no good. We got that. But, yeah, there you can just run out and go fishing and come back. Like deep sea fishing, like right there. Boom. Awesome. Nice. Brandon, what a <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> For our uh, our new Super Bowl gamblers, who I think there's going to be a bunch of them when you can just 
I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening with Wall Street here shortly. But <laughs> like, I think there's a, just a lot of people who have got some time on their hand and they're realizing how their internet works. And uh, you know, now this the gambling conversation is a lot for, for good or for worse. Yeah, they, I mean, they know what to do and they've got money. Vegas has made it. I mean, what Brandon? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but this was a a record year for Vegas, right? Yeah, surprisingly, yes. Yeah. Uh, they had, I want to say, September was the highest. Uh, handle that they had ever had ever, and you, you would consider with with COVID going on that you know people wouldn't be traveling as right. much. But I guess the people that were were dropping some, some coins. But it wasn't only Vegas, uh, New Jersey, um, which gets obviously a ton of people that come over from New York, uh, actually had over a billion dollars wagered in one month in 2020. That's wow. insane. That, in the middle of That's a pandemic. Crazy. Right, over a billion dollars gambled, wagered. Let's get some more stimulus going. With a B. Yeah, yeah. I mean, billion with a B. So you can just, uh, like, that's insane. So you can just imagine that the people betting on this game are, I mean, they are absolutely going to be, it, it might, be, might be a record year for Super Bowl bets. Oh, I, I'd, be, I'd bet on that. Can can we get, what's the line on that? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll get the I, winners. I'll, I'll dig in and report back. Yeah, I'll see if I can find them. All right. Well, Brandon, I appreciate your time, my friend. And uh, tell Absolutely. us, tell us what you're up to. Like you have a YouTube channel now. Uh, this is something that you're passionate about. You're very, very good at talking about it. And with gambling looking like it's going to be legalized around the country in some way, shape, or form, uh, I think you know having some trusted advisors would probably be a good way for a lot of people to go. So where can we, uh, where can we watch you? So if uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, just look for Best Bet on the Board. You can also follow me on Twitter at Board Best Bet. Basically, every day, Monday through Friday, I'm coming on and giving you the six best picks of the day, a money line favorite and underdog, a spread favorite and underdog, and an over and under. And we're just rolling through, you know, trying to get picked uh, winners every day. And uh, also kind of, you know, sharing people who are, you know, new to the game a little bit, some uh, some of the best tips and tricks to learn that uh, a lot of people have had to learn the hard way. I'm just going to try and break it down and make it a lot easier for you. Uh, so, uh, again, follow me on YouTube, uh, best bet on the board. Now, do you have any uh, anything special coming up for the Super Bowl week that we need to know about? Um, coming up Friday, actually, I'm going to have a, a big show where I'm going to give you the uh, the top ten prop bets uh, that I like for uh, for the game, uh, and I and already gave you guys one of them with the, with the fat guy, uh, the fat guy touchdown. Uh, okay, we're yeah, already perfect. on that, and, and the uh, Super Bowl MVP that is not going to be a quarterback. Okay, all right, I appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime. All right, man. Have a good one, Brandon Rush. Big time, man. That voice, the famous voice of Brandon Rush. I uh, the gambling stuff is very, very real, right? Matt and I were talking about that probably a month ago, talking about uh, DraftKings stock and you know just how how the industry is going to be serviced when it goes public, right? Everybody's trying to find a way to uh, get a side hustle going or find a way to make some money, capitalize on these big decisions that are going to be made. A couple nationally. of side hustles, right? Absolutely, right? You got to have multiple streams. Uh, these side days, hustles no are question. happening everywhere right now. Yeah. Speaking of uh, side hustles. <laughs> <laughs> As I sit here next to the man, the myth, the legend, Brent at Brent's Cage and Seaver. That's where we're at today. Brent's oh, got dreaming. a uh, Brent has built himself a brand here in in Evan, Oklahoma. There's no question. The expectation for Brent's is always elite, incredible food. Never had a bad thing on the menu, and uh, he does a pretty good job of giving back to his patrons. And this weekend for the Super Bowl, he's going to have a watch party buffet. It is free. You can come on in and uh, have some wings. Brent's chili, which is to die for. And I mean, when he says Brent's chili, like I promise you, he's going to go back and stick his foot in it. Like Brent is making yeah. the chili on Sunday. It's We're doing queso weird. chips, hot dogs, hot links. 
no charge, must drink and have fun. And the crawfish starts this Friday, Fat Tuesday, right around the corner. It's that time of the year, and the food here at Brent's is absolutely exceptional. I had literally 24 split shrimp, shrimp when I got here in a whole bowl of bisque, and I am... You had 23. It, it got a little yeah, weird. One of those weird. Turned, bacon wrap shrimp? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Like, this place this is incredible. the most ridiculous yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, Sam got a little weird when he got here. That was yeah. pretty special. It's the, the first day I'm going to the gym after this. I've got... Uh, I fasted today. You know, like it's, uh, there's a lot going on. So I got to, it was after six I could eat, so I had to come in and get it done immediately. But I, I feel better. Um, all right, let's let's dive into th- this this conversation. Uh, you're talking about side hustles, right? We're talking about recovering in 2021, and that's the narrative for a lot of people. You know, I'm, I feel blessed and fortunate uh, that I was able to ride out the wave and still have my job. I lost a ton of money. And COVID, and I'm looking to recoup it somehow, some way. I think we all are. Right. Right. And, what you know, West in the same boat. Left the oil field, had to reinvent yourself. Now you're into mortgages and, like, yeah. I mean, it is a whole new world. Yeah, whole new world. And that's what we were talking about. We all have to support one another. Right. Send, it, you know, leads back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Trying to find the next hustle, right? How can we find a way to uh, make money? And I think if you look at the nation right now, this week, this last week's news, you know, you've got a bunch of people that are like, look, we got to find a way to whether it's it's mailbox money or life changing money, whatever it might be. We got to bring some more income in. So why not the stock market? And you saw a group of people get on social media, Reddit, and change the entire way the world views the market oh, they, they in a week. Changed yeah. mindsets and attitudes for a lot of Wall Street. Wall Street, how we never saw this coming because you've got kids on TikTok. Right, yeah. making <laughs> flapping their butt cheeks together, fancy, but we can't get stock made. And Reddit showed these people made it made it very clear we can make anything popular on right. social media. We in can hurry. make anything in happen. A hurry, don't yeah. underestimate the power of people and social media. Right, it was it was pretty amazing. What does it do? I mean, one as far as, far as the individuals, right. Yeah, follow that one up. It made me. Yeah. It made me feel um, probably maybe a little more powerful than I did before, right? It, it made me feel like uh, maybe when I'm curious about what's going on in the stock market app on my phone, uh, that it's okay to, to look at that and think maybe one day I'll I'll consider doing some of those things without having to go hire somebody to do it, right? Which is what everybody says. If you don't have somebody doing your stocks for you, you're failing, right? And the more you look at it, the more I'm like, this is interesting, and these are the things that I'm currently focused on, and these are the the industry that I'm currently working in, and and I've been doing a lot of homework over the last week, so I I feel like I'm more educated than I was a week ago due to this whole deal. Um, I feel like, you know, it's I can't find a negative to this. Now, it, well, there's negatives and positives to anything. You can you can put negatives and positives into anything that you want, but the bottom line of this is it is causing more of what what we call retail stock trading to be happening, which is just the average John or Jane going out there, going through apps like Robinhood and buying stocks and getting into the stock market. But what you saw is is special because it's not something that you're going to see very often. Right. Um, it is. It was a unique set of circumstances. You're talking about people on Reddit that did a that are incredibly bright well educated just real smart and it may not be you know i'm not college educated so fair disclaimer don't take my stock 
advice to the to the bank. Right. Okay? You're also the vice president yeah. of the bank. And the BP. So clearly you've worked your tail off right. to get to where you're at. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm also a former infantryman and, and combat vet. Which so is why I'm, we I'm, love I'm, you. And thank you for your service. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that was the most fun I ever had. Then I became a banker. Um, now, it, it's what you saw was a group of people that got together and they said, hey, look, we see this short sell going on. We see this opportunity, and it's in one of our favorite stores, favorite brands. And so we, we're going to take advantage of this. Right. We're, we're going to take advantage of this, this, this hedge fund, this 2% that, that's taken all this money and wants to make money off of it. We're going to go and, and, and take their money. And, and so it was, I mean, like I said, it, it's, that's so simply put. There's so much more to it. So these guys were really, really prepared for what they were doing. They knew what they were getting into. Um, they saw the short sell coming, and so they were able to take advantage of that option. It's not often, and it's not something that you or I are probably going to be able to go out there and do. We're right. not going to see that writing on the wall. So, As far as, you know, so we, we saw it go down, and I think all of us had that feeling of look at the little guy win a little bit. Hell yeah, we did. I'll tell you the feeling that I really had, though, that was that overpowered that one was when they shut that shit down. Yes. I was like, I wondered how that was right. That was big time. That right? now that's where we should all be angry. Yeah. That's where you saw Republicans and Democrats. You saw everyone get pissed angry. off at the same time on the same page. And, and there's so many questions surrounding that. So just just to give you an idea, so the it was a group called Melvin Group that was doing this short sell on, on GameStop. So they were the ones doing the short sell. Um, and, and one of their backers is Ken Griffin. And Ken Griffin also owns a group called Citadel. Citadel buys all of the trading information from Robinhood. Wow. So there's questions make- here. So there's questions. Why did Robinhood shut this down? Yeah, there's going to be a, someone's going to have to answer. Oh, there's going to be a lot of questions. But the most important thing was, is we're in a free market society. Last right. I checked. It's a free market society, and if we're giving average Joe and Jane the opportunity to go out there and buy stocks and trade and to do things, then you're going to have to take the good with the bad. If they're going to take billions of dollars from a hedge fund and spread that wealth out amongst a bunch of really smart people who jumped in there, got aggressive, took advantage, and turned a short sell uh, around on them, then they should be able to do that. Cutting them off is absolute bullshit. Right. Yeah. I mean, we just do that. We just watched the uh, Ruben. We just watched the the nation's capital get rushed by a bunch of people that had no business rushing it. When you think about you know what that moment was when they shut down trading, uh, that's a capital rushing worthy moment. Yes. You feel, like you see what I'm saying? Right. And and that because our to get- our news cycle moves so fast, right? Like that's, Americans are easy to wait out. The world is easy to wait out because our news is constantly with a giant pressurized fire hose being pushed past past our face. But last week, something happened. And what happened was the left and the right stopped that nonsense. And what happened was the rich said, whoa, 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 and stopped it. And that is a huge problem. And, And I want people screaming from the mountaintops at the government on what why? this was about. Right, go ahead. Why? Well, and here, here's, here's some of the reason why. There are some good reasons why they stopped trading. Part of the reasons why are, are because, so Robinhood has to have so much 
in their funds. Okay, mm-hmm. they have to have so much that that they have out there to cover their daily trading. Well, when you're talking about all of a sudden your trading goes from I'm buying twenty dollars shares of stock to now they're worth three hundred and fifty, four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're trading in huge numbers, and they just don't. So. All of a sudden, SEC and, and their people are looking at it going, wow, we're putting our, there's a ton of risk right now because what happens if that $450 stock goes back down to 20 bucks like that, now all of a sudden all that money, we've got to cover all that loss. Right. We've got to cover that. So like Robinhood, I think last, they say last week or so, or, or last month, I think they took in $3.4 billion. That's insane. But here, here's the fun, so just, just to give you an idea, or, you know what a short sell is? How that works? Give it to us, though. Okay, for so, those who don't so let's let's just keep it really, really dirt ass simple. Okay. Right. Yeah. Short sell works like this: I borrowed your stock. Your stock is worth ten, uh, twenty dollars. I borrow it. Okay. I didn't buy it. I borrowed it from your broker. Okay. He gave it to me. I turned around and I sold it for that twenty dollars. So I've got that twenty dollars in credit because I'm betting that that stock is going to go down from twenty dollars down to ten dollars. Okay, when it goes down to ten dollars, and I'm racing the clock, I'm holding. I've sold it, but I owe it to you, so I'm racing the clock at this point, hoping that that stock goes down. When that stock goes down to ten dollars, I buy it back and I give you your stock back, but I made ten dollars off of your stock. Right. <laughs> I made I made money off of not. It's not even mine. Right. It's not even. I just took mine. a risk with it, though. Yeah, right. It was huge a huge risk, right? Huge gamble. I mean, and these have. This has actually been going on since sixteen hundred, right? Short sales have been going on since sixteen hundred. That's the craziest idea. Anyway, so what what happened was all these people they were they were short selling this GameStop stock, and these people on Reddit they took. They they just saw it on the the writing on the wall. It was I mean it was, it was a game brilliant. For them. It was a game for them. It was right. brilliant. And they had a blast with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they had so much fun. So the, what they did is, so they start saying, hey, I'm going to buy GameStop, but I'm going to buy it at a hundred dollars. So they're not actually buying it. They're saying I'm going to buy it when it hits a hundred dollars, and then a hundred fifty, and then a hundred two hundred, and so all of the market is seeing that hey, people want to buy this at this match, and so. They start buying it, right? right? They're like, oh my gosh, this stock's going up. And so they start buying. And so then all of a sudden, these these people who are trying to short sell it, all of a sudden they're holding they they've they're holding your stock that they sold for 20 bucks. It's now worth $350, $400. And so they have to sell it or buy. Well, when they're buying, it's raising that stock up even higher. Through the right. roof. And so then they're giving you back your stock that they just bought that raised it up and now all of a sudden it, these people who had that stock are millionaires. That's crazy. Love and after Absolute the storm, crazy. after the storm, what happens? That's I get a text message this part. morning. Sorry, what is it? Yesterday, Sunday. Yeah. Do you trade precious metals? And I wrote back, what are you drinking don't, at six in the don't morning? Don't do that. No. no. Yeah, this I this, wouldn't. And I wrote back, I said, have you lost your mind? This is where what we're seeing right now. So we actually saw this today. Silver has actually started on the rise. Now, this is totally different. It's not a short sell. This is a commodity. This is where people are taking advantage. Now, I had another friend that knows what he's doing that purchased a lot of silver yesterday. 
Yes. Well, silver started going down because people started purchasing the mining and all this other stuff, and then it's now it's je- now it's raising up quite a you bit. You know what it's at? What so it you can't at? today. Last I saw, it was at twenty nine thirty. I think twenty nine thirty seven, okay. something like that. It was at twenty eight and a half. I think when I watched it for just a little bit this afternoon. Well, see, I bought like for my daughter's birthday. I'm not a big believer in giving cash to a kid for her birthday. You know why? So because I gave her a smart, bar of silver. Because you're smart. You're a banker. You gave her what? I gave her a bar of silver. There you go. I said, this is going to be good for your future. You no. don't need the cash. You're going to just sit around. This is going to be good for your future. It was $17 for an ounce. Yeah. So I told her you platinum. actually physically gave your daughter a pill. Yes, she has a bar of you know gold what? in her You know vault. what? I can't even sit here and say I'm surprised by it. You know I, mean? love like, that's the, I love it though. The, like my, the words came out of your mouth, and I was like, "Of course he gave his daughter bars." My, 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 the people at my office fully believe that I'm Ron Swanson. I have bacon in the ceiling and gold buried in odd I would, locations. I would believe that. That's impressive. I, believe that. I love so, it. My kids are going to get a painted brick. <laughs> yeah, as long as you paint it silver, right? Yeah, I'll paint it whatever color they want. But this is there's going to be bacon on the grill. I ain't worried about their little silver in their closet what is the uh so the, the, the storm you're talking about people are going to start doing things that they don't know what they're you're going to start seeing especially right now you're going to start seeing so i actually saw this on facebook somebody was saying hey guys silver you know we're going to buy up all this we're going to do the same thing that it, it's not the same what you're talking about was some incredibly well-educated people who really knew what they were doing who had a good plan that went in on this GameStop and they went after it and they made they made a nice little bundle. They made it work. Some of them are even still holding it. Tell me about the plan. How long did they orchestrate this plan? This was months? probably months in the making. Oh, months. you think probably so? Probably months okay. in the making. This so was this is not an overnight some, deal. Yeah, they, this they planned is this out. not it at all. Well if you out. actually read the post that this guy, I think I want to uh, I want to say it's like you run 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 or something. Uh, that posted it. It is incredibly well thought out. He planned this out. He knew what he was doing. Now, obviously, you know, short sells, you can't really, a lot of times you're just watching the market, trying to look and see if it goes up. There's so much to it. You can't just plan that. So what I'm going to tell you, just super, super easy. One, be super happy with what happened because it means that one, we're going to be looking at more retail trading, People who are getting educated, read and don't just jump in there. Two, don't put anything in the market you aren't willing to lose. If you don't have that money, don't put it in don't the market. Borrow. Don't borrow. And I'm sure borrow. you see that on daily. How often yeah. do you see that? Well, they come in with collateral and they're like, we want to borrow you know, against my... We'll say that's a whole different conversation because there's actually, there's people who are, are what I call Ramseyites, you know, oh, the, the Ramsey, Dave, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey. And right. they talk about get out of debt, don't use debt, whatnot. And then you have people who are like Mr. Wonderfulites. Uh, you ever watch Shark Tank? Of Mr. course. Wonderful. Of course. He talks about you have to leverage debt for, for wealth. And so two different aspects. So there's some people who can very well leverage debt, debt for wealth. But you've got to be ready. You've got to yeah. know what you're doing with it. Otherwise, just don't spend what you don't have. Right. Don't play the market. If your friend says, hey, get in on this, we're going to do this, and you better do your homework because that's, that's... And when I become the voice of reason, me, it's a problem because <laughs> right. I love that's to gamble. That's an issue. Whenever I become the voice of reason, oh, my God, that, how bad has it gotten? Well, if I'm burying gold and silver, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, and I'm, I'm not getting people. into silver. Then you know it's it's not good. In the casinos, they've got that little sheet that says, "Have you ever sold anything to gamble?" Yep, you've got a gambling problem. Right? Have you ever 
to gamble. Yep, you got a gambling problem. It's no different. Have you ever sold a bar of silver to buy some stock? Yeah, at Robinhood. This, this is I, I mean, see what you're saying. I mean, it's no this is, this no is another form of gambling. It's it right. really, not, really, really is. That's yeah. how I look at it. It also empowers people to believe that they are smarter than the system. They're going right? to break the system. It, like they're going to, yeah, they've and, got and it let, figured out. And yeah. you know, I, and some let me tell do, you something. Right? Melvin Group is not out of business. Right. We didn't break them. They got more funding. They got more things going on. The only thing that happened was you saw the stock market take a whole bunch of dips and dives because people were buying and selling to try and make up for some losses. So, And we're going to see some more changes. A lot of everyday people are going to get fucked reading the a next lot of every, oh, yeah, yeah, That's what's going to hey, happen. They're going to get fucked with GameStop. And I'm just going to say because they're going, to, they're going to look at it and they're going to say, hey, last week people were looking at it going, well, I need to buy. This thing's going all through the yeah, roof. This thing's going right. up and they're buying and now it's dropping. I think it finished today at around $200. And oh, it was wow. at three fifty, four seventy five. Well, something like that. If you're reading about it, you probably already missed it. You missed the boat. Yeah. You missed it. Well, <laughs> I, a coworker walked in and he said, You bought any AMC or Nokia? What the heck are you talking about? Right. And I honestly had not I'm about two days behind on everything. I hadn't even read, seen anything about GameStop because I had my daughter. I hadn't looked at anything, hadn't seen anything. So I'm like, why would I ever think about buying Nokia or AMC Entertainment? Why? (laughs) Well, look, I flat out. Because Nokia gave you a phone brick. Right. But I also told myself today, if Nokia hit 15, then you have to legitimately have a conversation about it, right? Like you have because even I had the what do you mean legitimately? I had the conversation that right then, right? Because because if it does the GameStop deal and goes to 300, now I wouldn't I wouldn't let that sucker. I would have sold at 300. Knowing exactly what you just said was going to happen, I might have missed out on fifty bucks per share, but Big I would have been out at three hundred right. because it just. But ne- if you if bought you it at that twenty much, and you got yeah. like three hundred, yeah. you're fine. But that's yeah. that's what my mindset is with like Nokia or AMC. It's like if it's going to happen again, you almost would be a fool not to try to get in, you know, just to keep an eye on it. So yeah. I am watching it like anybody else would, right? I mean, just to see what's what yeah, potentially but, could happen. So what's what's happening now is you're seeing a lot of these short sell these hedge fund managers that are being super super cautious. Oh yeah, back they're not everything. going they're not right. going balls in like they oh were yeah before. you can't because you get um, caught now. Which is which is what was going on. And so when you see the AMC's and the Nokia's, they're they're coming up a little bit, going back down. They're they're not going to do what 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 they. GameStop was a perfect storm. Right. It was a perfect yeah. storm. This is a business that lost $500 million last year and is closing 1,000 stores this year. Right. You guys are going to call me crazy, but I can guarantee you that they've already started a Netflix movie. About this? Guarantee. Oh, yeah. Not even a maybe. <laughs> this is, oh, this is like Netflix. a three-part They're all fighting Netflix over it. Deal. And here it is. We, the four of us can get together, tell Brent to go behind that bar, bring as many bottles he can hang on to, bring them over here and line them up. You don't want to do that with Brent. It'll take us all down. We're going to have fun, though. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to take your equipment and all of our fancy phones, just like the Blair Witch Project. They spent like $14 and made $240 million. But we're going to do it about the GameStop story. Because <laughs> you, well, They were probably were lined up with beers. They were probably drinking. Guaranteed yeah. they were drinking. And they had fun. Look how much money they made. And we're going to explain it in a way that not only they can understand, but they can enjoy. What you know? What my favorite? So I have two favorite stories that came out of this whole GameStop thing. You you really like this? There was there was a guy literally in a he was living in his mother's basement. I know shock, 
<laughs> living in his mother's basement, and he had been trading GameStop for a while because it was his favorite game place when he was a kid. And so he'd been trading it for a while. He went from, like, you know, a nice small portfolio to, oh like, gosh. a $33 million portfolio. He said he had lost $15 million when GameStop, when they stopped the trading of GameStop. He lost $15 million, and he was laughing about it. He's laughing about loss of fifteen million dollars. That is insane. Yeah. Did I, he sell it yet? <laughs> I hope so. I mean, if he's sitting he in the basement, he obviously hasn't been ambitious he, enough to get out. So needs, is he like, I'm just going to ride it? It's going to hit just a gonna, thousand. Yeah. No, I hope. Well, my my other one was there's a there was a college kid on the East Coast, uh, twenty years old, put a few hundred dollars into GameStop. Walked away with like $25,000, paid off his college tuition, paid off some rent, housing. Those are the cool stories that you love to hear. Yeah, it's just, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a hedge fund that lost billions and billions of dollars. That wealth didn't just run away, it was redistributed to all of these people that got in there when the going was good and got out. They took that money and it's redistributed now among the people. That's what people are excited about. That's what they're pumped. And then they shut it down. And then they shut it down. I mean, how do you shut it down? Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I signed up with Robinhood, downloaded the app. Took the time. I was ready to buy the next whatever coin because that's where you can buy the whatever coins. The Bitcoin. 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 I was like, I'm going to buy this Dogecoin or Mm -hmm. Dog coin or whatever the fuck it's called. And they're like, yeah, no, we can't do shit. Right. Like, cool. And and they took in $3.4 billion. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna put a hundred bucks on this three cent deal. See what happens. I I'd rather go back to penny stocks. That was fun. Yeah, interesting. I'll just leave it there. Well, see what happens. We are, uh, you know, 2021 is already throwing at some some uh, a curveball. Um, it's the after credits of yeah. 2020. It's it's a, it's a whole new year. We're just getting the after credits. Yeah, I got a whole new question about 2020 and 2021. So last year we got the corona and it fucked everything up. And now they're they're like trying to start the scare again. We got this wicked fucking strain from whatever continent it's from this week. I mean, I've heard it from a different one every week seems like. Is this going to be the new normal every fucking year? I don't think like, so. Like are they slow playing getting us done? I mean, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theory guy, but I'm like, fuck, it's been forever, it seems like. The technology we have these days, it's like y'all can't share what the cure is, so maybe these other guys can make some more of this shit and get it knocked out. Yeah, it does seem awfully orchestrated again. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it seems awfully orchestrated, and sometimes it's almost like, you know, in the palm of my hand right now or on these microphones, like, I'm going to take this SD card after we're done with this, and I'm going to upload this, and the entire world can access what we just did here tonight at the snap of our fingers. Like, that's how quick how quick and how much instant access that we have and how much science and technology that we have right something very very simple that the entire world can listen to at the at the snap of a finger and then you feel so like i'm more aware of my humanity now today than i have ever been in my entire life because the pandemic makes you feel helpless like what do you mean we can't fix this quickly what do you mean that there's like there's logistics that are impossible for everybody to get the vaccine what do you mean that you know, this many people have died from this. But we grew up living safe. Right. right. There was never a point in time that we ever had to think. We thought we have the strongest government. Our military is the best in the world. 
our doctors at the Mayo Clinic, MD Anderson, they're the best in the world. There's nothing, there's nobody that can but stop But we're them. also in a nation that, that, you know, we talk about the 2%. We talk about the 2%, the wealthiest 2%. Yeah. And they've got all the, our nation is the wealthiest 2%. Our nation is. So everyone living in this nation is that wealthiest 2%. So whereas we have access to all of these things, there are nations that don't have any access. There are nations there in, in Africa, in, in Madagascar. But, in But think about February of 20. The way this came out on the news, the media made the COVID-19 pandemic out to be like, oh, shit, we're done. If we don't win this race well, to time. the media has got to make some dollars. I understand that, but the first thing I thought about was, we have everything, I don't want to say everything we need with hospitals and the proper care and whatnot. What about the people in Uganda? Right. What are they, right. what, what they going to do? Right. I was worried about third world countries that don't have all the that the people that don't have access to what you and I have access to. And they still don't. And they're still not and the number, this. And that's what I don't understand. And I'm not a scientist. I barely graduated high school for God's sake. But I went to college. I still don't know how this thing has ended up in places that, like Antarctica. If there's no one traveling in and out except for that one person, how did that happen? Someone in Antarctica got COVID? It was all over the news two weeks ago. Look. Do you believe it? I've had a rough couple of weeks. (laughs) Stay here, Corey. That's a real story? I read it twice. Two different places. Yeah. I am. The new normal conversation, probably, like we're sitting here at Brent's right now, and uh, we were sitting here talking about it the other day at lunch and how he's put up these plexiglass walls now and he's changed the way that his restaurant yeah. looks and people are talking about being safer. Uh, you know, Wes and I are talking about uh, the marijuana industry and, and how it's being serviced right now and, you know, keeping COVID in mind when you plan for future business endeavors. You know, what, how can you make this easier on the consumer to have less, less contact with people? Like, even if the pandemic ended tomorrow, that my mindset wouldn't change in regards to the health and safety of our society just based off of this one experience that we had. So I want to say yes. You know, our lives have forever been changed by this pandemic. I will never look at blowing on a birthday cake with a bunch of strangers the same way ever again, right? I mean, how long do you think it'll be before we can walk around and not see a mask? I think you'll see a mask. I think you'll see Well, you saw masks before. No, I'm talking. I'm not talking. My dad wore masks a lot. Well, well, my mom did. During people at casinos that wore masks. No, I'm talking like after chemotherapy. Some people wear, will wear a mask. Yeah, right. My mother That's wore awesome. one for weeks. Yeah, after sure. Chemo, during her chemotherapy, she always had a mask on. She had a compromised immune system. Sure. But do you think people will continuously... Yeah, rust? no, I think the masks are here to stay. I think oh, uh, probably for at least the next five years. I agree. And, and if we go uh, random pandemic-free for the next five years, maybe we'll see some... You know, Target get away from it, but I can't imagine the brass at Walmart or Target or any place like that is having any other conversation than we're going to continue to wear masks because you now you're oh, talking about. I can about, tell you, there's not any conversation about anything else. Yeah, I mean, what that, about that's it, what they, like Subway? You're ordering your food, no, that's they're a, touching think, it. Like, is that the new deal? They got to wear the mask with the gloves. I would guess. Yeah, I would guess. I mean, yeah. I would think that's probably forever changed the food industry. Yeah. Not not only that, but delivery and, and pickup and these DoorDash and yeah. uh, these delivery methods. I mean, yeah. you look at you look at five years ago. Walmart kind of started introducing this delivery system. They started introducing where you can go and just do pickup and whatnot, and it was not going well at all. 
you know, I, I sat in a conference with them where they were talking about how they were going to try and drive more business to it literally three years ago because it was struggling so bad. The, the delivery? The and delivery pickup. and yeah. pickup. And, and now it is flying. They right. are having to add so much. So, but they yeah. still can't figure out the parking lot situation. Well, let's, let's, let's remember it's Walmart. Call Chick-fil-A. I mean, calm, calm down. They'll get it figured out. Chick-fil-A has oh got it. Yeah, Chick-fil-A has got it. Three lanes, 17,000 people out there in masks is going to say it, you know. If, if you ever get a good parking spot at Walmart, don't. Don't ever leave. Don't leave. Don't even get out of your car. <laughs> that is better than like Listen, a movie theater. Now, be careful how loud you say that because where are you from? Weatherford, oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. There was someone that was found dead oh. in the car in the Walmart parking lot at Weatherford because they had a good spot. I don't know how long they went. Maybe yeah. that's what they didn't want to get they out. They had a good spot. Good spot. They had that one good spot next to the one that we saved for the officers. Yeah. But and I, well, I think you're going to see. God bless. It's going to be a whole new norm. I don't think there's going to be variation after variation. I think once we start getting everybody vaccine, it's going to be like the flu. Every year we vaccine against the flu, and it's a little different. This year the flu vaccine. I don't know about you if you guys got it, but it, like it, it was a it was a sore one. Right. Like my arm was I sore for that. a couple of days. Yeah, but. I think it's going to be like that where we're going to see vaccines from it. But I think you're going to see, like, I'm looking at Brands and, and his setup is beautiful. I mean, it, yeah. it's nice. But I remember, you know, when you look at it, you're looking at all of these plexiglass and, and you could hear. And I mean, it was that that being in that surroundings of all the noise and the people and, yeah. and, and having fun. And you're hearing the table next to you laughing. So you get loud and. Oh, yeah. I mean, and in it now it's kind of muffled. Yeah, you know, you've yeah. got a barrier. Yeah, and and depending on where you're at, if there's not the barrier, maybe it's the tables like four feet tables away. away. I mean, it's yeah. way over there. I mean, yeah, you, it's you see something now. in the middle, and it, yeah. like how. Man, I can't imagine because that's got to be hard for the restaurants. Because when you're saying, "Hey, we've got 15 tables, but only six of them can be full." So you're you're only seating six at a time. Well, right. you're cutting into your your profits because that's how you're making your place. Right. Is how many tables you can seat. All right, we're going to uh, one. I've enjoyed this combina- combination a ton. Uh, we try to keep these under an hour, and I've really been trying to get, implement some emails into the show. People have some questions for us, oh, so we're going to throw yeah. one of these out here from our uh, our longtime listeners, Mr. Kendall Eschback, and he says, "Hello, Sam." My son will be playing his first season of tackle football next year. He's currently above the max weight of 150 pounds to play with his great group. If we're unable to get below 150, would you recommend him playing up with fifth graders? What advice would you give in helping him prepare for this first season? Weight loss tips for a growing boy. By the way, you took a picture with my son at last year's TCU game in Norman. So I remember this kid. Nice. And he's big, right? He's just a big kid. So he is his first season of tackle football next year. He's currently above the max weight at 150. So he's a fourth grader. So he is probably 10. 10? I've got nine, a 10-year-old that's about to turn 11. She's in fifth grade. She's in fifth grade. Okay. So okay. 10, 11 years old. Yeah. Okay. 10, 11 years old, 150-plus pounds. That's, well, I mean. I mean, if, if medically, if the doctors, like, unless. I mean, I was there. You can't about losing weight at that yes. age. You can't. Sam might have been there. Unless it's a I was there. I don't know if you was there at that age. I was 135 in sixth grade. Yeah, I was way above that. Yeah, so I was that in high school. So I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna step out of this. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I think I wrestled at 156 actually in sixth grade. It's what I was at. Oh, 156 is what I wrestled at. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was in the rear view. Yeah, I, I hit a 200 in like fourth or fifth grade. No, okay. 200 was about as a as a football coach. Yeah. I, I coached my sons. And all. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with playing up. I think I don't think there's ever anything wrong with playing up. I don't think I'm there's something wrong with playing up from fourth to fifth grade. Yeah, no. Yeah. We, now, if we, you're playing up yeah. from fifth to eighth, there's a no, no, pretty no. significant. Well, because then you're going into the middle school what yeah. we, football What, what are we wearing here? Like full, full pads? pads? Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's it's. I'm always a little bit nervous in saying. I never wore up. full pads till seventh grade. Yeah, right, but it's changed. School. It's changed. And I know it's yeah. changed. Well, but I'm like, man, these kids are young. Just put flags on them and teach them what the hell to do. I can go with I, there's that. There's nothing more sad in my life than seeing that 10-year-old with a knee brace on because he got busted up with some right. pads on. Or like, mentally screwed him, up because they're trying well, to learn how to play. That and comes then, down to coaching. But that yeah. comes down to coaching. I mean, I think so a lot we, of parents, like, they get a little Friday Night Lights on these fourth and fifth graders, and that shit needs to chill out. Like, hey. There, there's... There's some really good coaches. When they get like to I high school, you can turn the I got a chance out. to coach a lot of kids, and, and they were, and I, I was an official for football mm-hmm. for, you know, 15 years. But there, there's some coaches that they, they are, they're, they are, I mean, you're talking about sixth, seventh grade kids. There's no reason for that. But there's a lot of good coaches out there that are just teaching them the fundamentals, having right. fun with them, and keeping them out of that danger. But, I mean, I, I'd say play up if you if you're gonna play. I mean that's just me. Me too. And again, I'm I'm, I'm not, with you. I'm not that big of a guy, so I've never had that problem. Usually I'm underweight, so they wanted me to play down. I'm just kidding. Can't do that. I, I um I'll say this. My my final thought here, uh, and I don't think what Ruben uh, or Matt are saying is is wrong by any means. But if you, I'm a I'm a big proponent in getting kids success on the football field when they can have it. Right, because it goes yeah. away at some point, and right. then you have to start seeking it. And the, the ones that seek it the best, are the ones that have the most success at the end of the day, right? And God gives fun. you some gifts, but you you have to seek success at some point. If Kendall, if your son can make some healthy changes to his diet, like there's things that he's doing right now that are not going to help him be healthy as an adult, I would encourage you to make those healthy changes to his diet now. If the weight comes off and he gets underneath, let him play with his teammates. Right. If it doesn't come off because he's just a big husky kid, then let him play up. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if you can, if you can barter him some success early in this game, you'd be amazed what a little confidence does as you move through the levels. I mean, you guys oh, yeah. know this. Yeah. You know, kids got to help have the kid out if he plays up in fifth and sixth grade. By the time he's a junior or senior in high school, he's going to be so much further ahead of his classmates. I said, let him play up. He's going to learn a lot more. And if he's a big, healthy, active kid, I mean, it is what it is. He's, he's got to have fun. Up. Yeah. He's going to learn. And if he doesn't, then he can learn how to lose weight. I right. mean, it is what it is. Right. And, and, and we don't know this kid. Kendall obviously does. Yeah. So he also, if your kid has got the mindset for it, then let him play If up. he wants to play, right. if he's unsure, move him up and let him yeah. play. If it's, if it's healthy, though, help him bring it down. Yeah, if it's healthy, help, help him bring him down. But, uh, but if he's fine, then... Yeah, if he's out dude, going dude. from one sport to the next, to the next, to the next, and he's just a big kid, right? Move him I, up. I do Let agree. Success breeds success. Right. So if he's having fun, if he's being successful, he's going to have fun. Nobody likes to lose. Mm-hmm. People get pissed when they're losing. It doesn't matter if they're on a good team. It doesn't matter what the excuse is. Right. It doesn't matter if they're playing up. So do give them that success. Right. If you, if you can get some, I, I get like it. to get it. Yeah, because you just, you know. I totally I, agree with that. I, uh, 
I had to earn all my success at Oklahoma State. You know, Wes inherited success at Oklahoma. He doesn't know the fight, the struggle. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I knew the struggle as a fan in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Didn't we all? <laughs> Didn't we all? Gentlemen, thank well, you, you so much for your time. I really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, we have to time. do this again. Like thanks, said, sir. You know, the podcast is going to, you know, throughout the spring and summer, we're just kind of talking to our friends and about we're just kind of riding this roller coaster through the season. It's about fellowship and just kind of hanging out, laughing a little bit. Um, we've got some great things coming up on this show. We've got some great life things coming up that we'll be sharing with you guys. And, um, you know, our, our cast of characters, as far as on the podcast, our locations, like once again here at Brent's, um, you know, we, we, are, we love it. It's a ton of fun. We love your support. Um, I am going to go live on Patreon. And as a uh, if you have it and you want to donate to help us continue to do this, uh, feel free. There's not going to be any sort of you're not going to get any extra access that people are going to get. You can just help us continue to do this. It's just uh, me and Wes lugging equipment around all over the place and just trying to make it happen. We have a bunch of great uh, educated friends that have a great opinions and we want to you know continue to hang out with you guys as much as you can. So uh, stay tuned to my social media stuff and we'll let you know when that Patreon uh, page goes live. And like I said, if you got it and you want to help us uh, continue to do this, I, I, I appreciate it for sure. Guys, thank Keep you guys. Fighting the good fight. All right, guys, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. The Sam Mays Podcast is a production of P Squared Media.